Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast, episode 224. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, man. How are you, Rich? Doing pretty good. Just taking it easy on this uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo? I'm doing good, Rich. A lot of stuff went down this week. We got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? What up? <laughs> yes, and returning this week, once again, we are joined by Mr. Ramis Quadri. How's it going, Rams? Not too bad. You're doing good. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. Always a pleasure. Um, so, uh, Obviously, as Mr. Lugo mentioned, we do have a lot of news to get into today. But before we do any of that, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. So, uh, Ramis, how about you start us off this time and let us know what you've been playing? Uh, I was going to say not much because I've just been like binge watching on shows. But today, especially today, because uh, I'm right here with uh, Gary and our other friend Carl, um, we've been playing Cuphead. And it is just a mixture of fun, frustration, and just, it's actually a laugh. I actually really like the game. It's more enjoyable with multiplayer. I can imagine playing it by yourself. It's just going to be so frustrating and you can't enjoy the game. Um, well, like the visuals and stuff of the game itself. But as a multiplayer, it's it's challenging. It's it's ridiculous. And um, yeah, just, just really been playing that, enjoying it a lot. And um gonna get back into it after this a little bit more i think and then yeah that's that's pretty much my experience so far uh we completed like the first world or the first set of bosses anyways and we ended up just getting onto the second part which uh which just got even more hectic and crazy so um yeah just looking forward to getting back on that really um not much else otherwise on my part Sounds good. Yeah, uh, I did try to play Cuphead again myself, and uh, I need a lot of practice uh, before I'm actually able to get through that game. But yeah, the game looks fantastic. Um, the art style is uh, really is incredible. And I can say this to someone who actually went to school for animation. It is very time consuming to do all that animation. So I listen, I'm glad it was very successful, as we said last week, because uh, it definitely took them a while to get this this game finished. Yeah, seriously, props to them. Like the visually, it's just beautiful. It is really stunning to look at, and yeah, it's it's a unique approach. And um, yeah, I'm I'm quite impressed with the game, to be honest. Like you've got the mixture of just straight up bosses and then the run and shoot style as well. Um, it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's very very cool. Absolutely, yes, definitely a game everybody needs to pick up and play. Um. But uh, it sounds good. Uh, we're going to go on to now you, Mr. Lugo. Let us know what you've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a lot for a number of different reasons. Uh, some of the stuff for a while I couldn't talk about, but now finally I can open up about everything I've been doing. So uh, two games I actually been playing a lot of because I've been writing the IGN guides for them. I actually did the guide and the walkthrough for Middle Earth Shadow of War, which I reviewed on the site a while back. You guys can see that on the website now, the reviews on there. I also have been writing the guide for WWE 2K18. 
I've actually been devoting a lot of time over to it, and it's been pretty insane because that game has a lot of issues, and it's like little things that just make the game just not want to cooperate in like the worst of times, like whether it's reversals, whether it's like uh, certain things just going haywire, a lot of bugs and glitches. It's just been all over the place, but I've been powering through it, been spending a lot of time with it, writing up the entire section about the My Career mode and all the different creation stuff, so it's been taking up a lot of time. Besides that, though, when I'm not working specifically on stuff like that, I actually checked out all the new DLC content that came out from Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I got to play with the Black Panther. I got to play with the Monster Hunter as well as also Sigma and mess around with those characters, see how they played. I think they're pretty interesting. I know a lot of competitive dudes out there, a lot of competitive peeps out there are going to discover a lot of different combos and craziness that's going to be part of the tournament scene. I know there's been a lot of back and forth here and there about uh, a lot of the competitions going on with Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, but who knows how that game's going to turn out as far as like growing over time. There's going to be a lot more insane stuff that pops up uh, eventually as we start to see more tournaments uh, get held around the United States. Uh, besides that, I've been messing around with a few other games. I went back to Overwatch a few times just to play with some friends to just goof around with that. I might be going back to Ghost Recon Wildlands very soon because I know I had a few friends that want to check that game out, just mess around with it here and there. But uh, again, I've just been messing around with those stuff ever since I've been writing guides, and it's just, you know, been fun. Sounds awesome. Uh, And I will just say very quickly, I agree with what you said about WWE 2K18. The game does have a lot of issues, a lot of glitches, everything. For the record, for the record, that game is horrible online. Like they need to do something about those online games or just the online connections or just the way that it's structured. It's just not fun. Not a fun game to play online by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Same thing with uh, NBA 2K. They got to fix them servers as well. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you've been very busy. Um, so Dana, how about you let us know what you've been playing? I have been playing um, Cuphead, embarrassingly. But it's nice to know that everyone else sucks as well. It's like a little sadomasochist game. Uh, so I've been doing Cuphead and I've been doing 2K18, which is, I'm going to have to say, one of the worst games of the year, just solely based on how lazy it's put together. Like there's games that, you know, that are bad. And then there's games where it's like, this seems like they just don't care. And and Ukes is just, man, they're awful. So yeah, it's going in one of my, my worst of 20, what are we, 17 I hate this game. Yeah, and, and I agree. Uh, Ukes, although, you know, the real name is Pukes, because every time I think about that company, I want to puke. Um, oh. But, yeah, yeah, that, that that definitely is on the list, right alongside Rams and Gary's favorite game of the year, Mass Effect Andromeda. So <laughs> it's a good company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Gary, uh, how about you let us know what you've been playing? Um, so, of course, I've been playing Overwatch. You know, I've been playing that here and there because, you know, it's my go-to game at the moment. Um, but I also actually got sent Gran Turismo Sport this week as well. So I played that a little bit. Uh, my brother's been kind of hogging that game. So, you know, I haven't had the chance to play it uh, fully. But I did uh, play some arcade and um, I did some of the, the car tests and stuff that you can do. And um, I also got to play a bit of online today. And what I like about the online is that, you know, it it penalizes you for bashing into the other cars and stuff like that. 
So, you know, it takes off some of your time and some of your score and everything like that. So you can't just go around bashing other cars off the track and stuff like that, which is good. But um, overall, it seems like there's not really much to do in the game besides like, you know, arcade races and, you know, playing online. And some of the tournaments and stuff that you can do online, they're, they're on a set schedule. So you can't always just jump into something. You kind of have to wait until it's the right time for it to start and stuff like that. So uh, it's, you know, it's kind of bare bones. Uh, it's a bit shallow. There's not really much content there, to be honest. But um, if you do like, you know, having a simulation style game where you can just take some cars and race them on a track and stuff, then, you know, I guess you, you can get some fun out of this for a while. But um, I know with Forza and Project Cars and other games like that around, um, it's probably not the best racing sim on the market, to be honest. But um, it's it's okay. It's all right. Uh, besides that, just the games that we've been playing today, Rams already mentioned Cuphead. Um, I'm terrible at the game, so you know I need to hit up Hip Hop Game off of some of those cheats to help me out a bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I, I really love the art style. Um, Rams mentioned earlier that it looks like Popeye, the cartoon. And I definitely agree with that. It reminds me a bit of Tom and Jerry as well, just like the, the animations and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, it's a really good game. And I think everyone who owns an Xbox owes it to themselves to to, to get um, Cuphead. So make sure you guys get that. You know, it's, it's, it's actually not expensive either. So... It's definitely worth trying out if you if you like that side scroller style of game, the platforming and everything like that. Um, I think I'm actually going to get it on PC too. So, yeah, uh, well recommended from you. The animation reminds me of the old school Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, yeah, all those old school cartoons. It, it's it's a lot like that, and I like that they're kind of bringing that feel back as well because the kids of today probably don't even like you know know that style of cartoon because everything's super advanced right now yeah absolutely sounds good sounds good uh so ask me what i have been playing um i also have been playing gran turismo sport uh my review is on the website right now if you haven't checked it out already feel free to check it out i gave it a 76 out of 100 so still a somewhat positive review, but uh, cannot emphasize enough that uh, the fact that the whole online only modes that they do have, that right there is a buzzkill for a lot of people. Uh, you know, the online is good. You know, everything about the game is, is, is good except for that online thing. And the fact that the, the dynamic weather is not there, that's a little bit of a personal pet peeve that I have of it not being in the game. But I have heard some people also complain about that. It just it doesn't feel like the game has a lot of content in it. When you think about other Gran Turismo games that have come out before it, there has been a lot more content. But, of course, the developers said that this is meant to be the first in a new series. So I'm going to take their word for it and see what happens. But um, I, I will say, if you are a racing fan, if you have a PlayStation 4, you can consider picking this up. Your other option would be to pick up uh, Project Cars 2. Um, and, you know, that pretty much is the only recommendation that I would have between those two. Uh, but I haven't really played enough of Project Cars 2 yet to really d decide which is the better racing game. 
uh, between that and as well as Forza and uh, Gran Turismo. But um, I will talk about that in the future because I do plan to play some Project Cars too this upcoming week. So we'll see about that. Um, I've also been playing WWE 2K18. I agree with pretty much everything that JJ and, and Dana have said of the game. Uh, yes, they were very lazy and not having a lot of things. And I know that every time that I've played one of these games, I would criticize the updates. So obviously I was going to criticize that no matter what. But this time around, um, it does feel like they've missed a lot more stuff than than normal uh, because of that. Um, so I do. I would say that I have hope that 2K will turn things around, but this is about the third or fourth game that they've had under that license, and it hasn't really gone anywhere. So we'll see what happens. But um, anyone who is thinking about picking up this game, I would say don't. What? Well, well, no, no, well, no. I'll, I'll say this: if, don't. if, 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 if you love wrestling, if you can't live without WWE, I would say. You pick up this game when it drops to $20 or less. Do not spend more than $20 on this game. Um, that would be my personal recommendation. I, I won't I say don't. I can't co-sign that, yo. Honestly, Uh-oh. can't co-sign that. I feel like <laughs> customers and even WWE fans, yo, they got to they gotta make a harsh statement over to 2K. They got to they gotta really make it clear because I feel like this game needs a lot of stuff adjusted. There's just so many bugs and so many glitches in 2K18 that are just like, you You would ask yourself, like, how did this get past beta? Like, how did this get past the game testers or, or just the beta testers at some point? And the other thing is, too, there's a lot of different stuff in the game that's just not quality of life. It's just yeah. like there, there's a lot of good quality of life stuff. Like, for it took me a little bit, believe it or not, this is going to sound really stupid. It took me a little bit just to go into the menus for my career in order to change it to easy like to, to lower the difficulty because there was just some point where it was like none of my reversals are just going through like i'm just getting d- destroyed by the computer and i'm playing on normal difficulty so i go to the main menu to change it thinking that it's going to work for everything there uh, as far as like all the game modes you go back into my career it's still changed to the previous setting it's like what the hell like there, there's little things like that that are just not good oh no you're right you're right you're right about that um yeah, a game has a lot of issues. I know with the last game last year, it it, it had a lot of issues, and I saw that the devs they kept release, release, releasing massive patch updates to try and fix stuff. But still, yeah, you're right. It, the overall quality is not. People, the fans definitely deserve a better game. I, I say that 100. percent They definitely deserve a better game. And if you're if you if you are someone who's really heavily into the sport, you're heavily heavily into WWE and having everything up to date. Oh, you absolutely will be disappointed in this product. There's no doubt about that. Um, so, uh, buyer beware, I guess is the is the key words here with this whole with that whole game. <laughs> Bring that number. We master it and keep it keep it moving. Yeah, I'm with Dana on this one. I'm with Dana on that because, like, the best part about older wrestling games was that they were very arcadey, that they were almost caricatures of what wrestling is. They weren't trying so hard to be the product that they're emulating. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's what that was so appealing about WWE All Stars. Even though I didn't like All Stars because there was other stuff wrong with it, that at least was the appeal of that because it made the larger than life personalities of those superstars even better. Like that because it was just so all over the place. Very, very good point. Very, very yep. well said. Oh well, hey, hopefully they'll listen to the podcast. I'll be sure to send it to them and, and try to get feedback. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that, that yeah, that, that that pretty much concludes what we have been playing. I've been getting ready because 
there are three massive games coming out this Friday that, uh, you know, I it, it's going to be very busy. You know, and next week on the next week's show, we're probably going to have a few special guests because uh, a, lot, a lot of people are going to be playing a lot of these games. You know, I know Tony did say he wanted to be on the next show because, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed will be out. We'll have Mario out and we'll have Wolfenstein. So got to get some opinions on these games. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much concludes what we have been playing for this week. So. We're going to go ahead and jump right into the news stories. Um, so let's start off with a, a news story that really shouldn't surprise anybody. We found out this week that Nintendo is once again in the lead for the NPD sales. Um, I believe the Switch, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but the Switch was the top selling console last month. Um, and I do believe that the general consensus is that this will continue because Mario is out on Friday. They have uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming out in December as well. So uh, did you guys have any thoughts on Nintendo once again leading in sales with the uh, Nintendo Switch? Absolutely. This does not come as any surprise to me. It's a great console. I love the idea behind it. I love that I can just, you know, pick up and go or I can you know, attach it or do something with the TV and it'll play through there. And it's, you know, it's nostalgia like Nintendo. Everyone loves Nintendo, reminds you of childhood, and they have really strong games. And they're going to have, you know, Mario Odyssey coming out, so it's only going to get more popular. Yes. Very, yes, Pr pretty much true. Very well. Very good points. How about you, Mr. Lugo? Uh, yeah, I'm with Dana on this. I mean, there, there's a lot of good games coming out for Switch now. There's a lot of good games coming very soon, like literally right over the horizon. And even the promise of even greater games and, and a lot of good third-party games that people are getting very surprised about, and there's good word of mouth. So that, that I think that's a, a big uh, factor into why Nintendo, or at least the Switch, is being so successful now. And I think it's only going to get better. As we start going towards next year, towards 2018's E3, I feel like uh, third parties are probably looking at the a lot of the numbers here now and looking at some of the, the way people are talking about the Nintendo Switch on social media. And I think they're going to start greenlighting a lot of projects or start porting a lot more games over to the Switch. And you're going to start to see that uh, those numbers start to rise eventually. Especially now, after Super Mario Odyssey, because I think that's the big one now that everybody's waiting on at this point, you're going to see a huge spike with, with the Switch, uh, either the Switch sales or the, or the number of units of that game being sold. But then after that happens, and the, a lot of other third-party publishers see that there's a lot more Switches in households or people that own them, then you're going to start seeing other bigger games or other original titles start making their way over to the console. And then that's when things are going to get real interesting. I agree. Yeah, very good points. Okay, uh, Ramis, any thoughts on the Switch? Are you planning on getting a Switch? Uh, eventually, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, when the sales start here or if they already have. I need to check them out and everything. But, yeah, it's it's good to see Nintendo do well. Um, yeah, they're always that one brand where you look at them and then you either go, oh, or you go, yay, sort of thing. So, um, in this case, it's a yay. And, yeah, they've done well with the Switch, even when there was, like, slight doubts in the beginning of it because of obviously their um run with the wii u but in this case yeah they've done well it's good to see and i'm guessing more games are going to come out uh for the switch itself and um yeah all the best to them really throughout and hopefully their e3 next year would be a lot more decent as well 
Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. And, and to piggyback off of what you said, I definitely was one person that doubted Nintendo in the beginning. When I saw the, the launch lineup, I saw Zelda, and then I saw a whole bunch of other games that, well, this game has already come out, so I don't know why I need to get it on a Switch. So now, you know, they've, they've done well so far this year as far as the games they are offering. Uh, Mario Rabbits is another game a lot of people have talked a lot of highly about. Um, I know when I played it at E3, I had a good time with that game. I didn't get the, I didn't pick up the game yet, you know, eventually. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Nintendo doing well. And I'm also glad to see that now a lot of Switches are in stock pretty much at a lot of stores that I know in my area. You know, I know my, the Best Buy that I normally go to all the time, they have a whole bunch of Switches in stock. And of course, they also are going to have the, uh, the consoles that come with Mario Odyssey later this week. So it's a good time that they're keeping up with the software demands. I mean, the, the hardware demands, rather. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what happens beyond after Mario drops. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's been good. Like, uh, they've opened up a little bit as well, so that, you know, like the Mario Rabbids game, that interesting crossover happened, and it's really fun, apparently. I haven't played it. I haven't really played the Switch myself, to be honest, but um, they've made games that, again, give the idea that it looks childish, it looks... Uh, you know, awkward to play, and you you think to yourself, like, what's the point playing it? But when you actually grab the controllers and actually give the game a go, it just seems like people just have an insane amount of fun with it, and it's brought back that fun thought for Nintendo, and that's a good thing because that's what their console and their whole mantra essentially is: it's just to have fun <laughs> and with family and friends and stuff like that. So, yeah, good on them. Absolutely, agree, a hundred percent. Uh, so how about you, Gary? Uh, what do you think of this news? And uh, are you planning on getting a Switch in the future? <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, this is well-deserved. Um, and, you know, earlier this year, before the Switch even came out, I know a lot of people were doubting them. And, you know, we never thought it, it was going to be this successful. But they, they've kind of earned it because they've been delivering the best, um, you know, first-party lineup this year, probably, um, in my opinion. I mean, Sony's had some good stuff, and, you know, uh, Xbox just had Cuphead, which is great, and Forza as well. But I, I feel like the quality of the, you know, the um, the first-party titles on the Switch has been significantly better than the others, so they definitely deserve to be in that position. And as for will I get one... Um, of course, I will eventually once we're closer to seeing the Pokemon game that's going to release on the Nintendo Switch. I'll definitely think about picking one up then. Um, but at the moment, I'm in no rush to get one. So, and, so I... uh, as uh, as Victor mentioned in the chat, if they put Overwatch on the system, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get it. Oh yeah, I, Overwatch. I know you'll you'll have that as soon as they right as soon as Activision makes that announcement, like within an hour after the announcement is made, you'll have a switch. Um, so yeah, but you you mentioned a Pokemon game, so you mean around twenty twenty? That's when you'll get the uh the switch. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's <laughs> going to be a long wait. But um, didn't they allude to the fact that we're going to learn more about the game next year? Yeah, they said they said 2018. I don't know if it's going to be during E3, before or after, but they did say you know we'll have more information in 2018. Um, so 
we'll see about that. Yeah, and I also saw an article this week that said um, that um, after the next version of Pokemon Sun and Moon that comes out, I think they're going to stop making making the games for the 3DS. So I guess like they're going to you know go full blown with the the Nintendo Switch experience with Pokemon. So um, that should you know the the limitations won't be like they were before. I, I think they can do much more in terms of scale with the next game if they're developing for, you know, the Switch. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. So, the future is bright for the Switch, and looking forward to seeing what happens next with the console. Um, But, yeah, any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? All right, so now let's get into – I may need some assistance on this topic, Gary, because – I don't know too much information about this, but apparently uh, we received news this week that uh, Sony is publishing Nintendo Switch and PC games now. Um, Can you elaborate more on exactly what this news is in reference to? Yeah, so um, when this news broke, it it threw everyone off because, you know, the, the headline looks crazy, like, you know, Sony publishing games on the Nintendo Switch and PC like that that headline sounds crazy but what it is is basically they'll be publishing indie games under the Sony Music Entertainment umbrella on the Nintendo Switch and PC so uh, they'll they'll essentially be grabbing up um licenses for, for indie games i guess and then they'll be publishing them on those different platforms along with the PS4 and the reason that they're choosing the the Sony Music umbrella to to publish these under is because you know they don't want playstation games to be associated with nintendo switch and these other platforms but um ultimately i think it's a very smart move for sony to to do this because you know now they can actually get royalties from the nintendo switch and the pc um they they've actually you know put out stuff on the pc before like they had um the sony online entertainment uh studio which used to put out um planet side too so yeah they they've they've done stuff on the pc already but just the fact that they'll be you know making some money from the switch is you know it's pretty it's pretty smart so but what do you guys think about this move uh i need to think about my thoughts how about you go first mr lugo uh, honestly, it's just a good headline. I, I mean, it's fine. I, I get it. I mean, some, some people, I mean, if you read this at first, it's going to make it seem like, you know, that it's like their Trojan horse onto the other platform, you know, for, for, for games that they're going to make or some money that they're going to make. But I don't know. I think people could make this too much more of a bigger deal than what it actually is. I, I just think that again, Sony music has nothing really to do with Sony, you know, Sony PlayStation proper, because again, it's like completely separate divisions, even though it's under the same type of large umbrella, because Sony is like a, a conglomerate of like a bunch of different stuff. I mean, you have Sony Music, you have Sony Entertainment, then out, or then you have Sony Computer Entertainment, then you have all these other things on top of that. So, I mean, it's cool. We'll see, hopefully, if any of the games that they publish on, on Switch and on PC are any good, but I don't know. Not much really to go on. Yeah, some good points. Uh, you have any thoughts, Dana? No, I, I think that, you know, it's a good thing for them. 
obviously. Um, I don't really have much to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the, the fact of the matter. Yes, it's uh, more games coming to the platform. It's, it's not going to be a bad. I don't think it's nothing. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, well, if not good, then it's a bad thing. <laughs> we'll say what? More games, but they, you know, better be good. Oh well, hey, 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 no, hey listen, Nintendo. Um, you know, hey, we'll 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 see about that. <laughs> uh, how about you, uh, Ramesh? Any thoughts on this topic? Uh, not really. I suppose you know everyone's pretty much said the same thing. If anything, it works on Sony's behalf a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I guess <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think it's it's a strategic move because um, in in the long term, if if they uh, publish an indie game that becomes a, a mega hit, for example, because you never know with indie games, you could like you know you could hit the lottery and and publish that one indie game that just takes off on you know every platform. So if they ever get one of those hits, it's gonna it's gonna profit them well because you know they'll be getting money on the nintendo switch the pc and the ps4 so that's you know three different platforms that they're going to profit from if they do get a hit game you know from this so i think they're just you know kind of trying to play chess a little bit but we'll see what happens um i don't expect you know the quality of the of a lot of the games to be um, you know, comparable to other games that we see, but if they do manage to get that one game, then um, it could work out for them. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking as well, like um, the games wouldn't really be groundbreaking or anything like that, but as Gary just said as well, there could just be that one game that kind of sneaks through and becomes like such a top hit <laughs> randomly. So either way, you know, it's Sony's cool and they they seem to be all right with it. So yeah. Yeah, I think uh yes, pretty much as you all said, it was a wait wait and see approach. If if it is gonna be a, a game that uh proves to be successful, we'll we'll see about that. But uh overall, hey, more more games coming to a console is it's that's that's a good thing. As Dana said, you know, hopefully they're all they're good. Because uh, then, uh, if not, I know she she'll have something to say about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's it for that topic. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say. No, I'm good. Uh, yeah, Sam, I'm good. Okay, now this next topic is uh, this is a very controversial topic because uh, you know, we had a discussion last week about some about microtransactions in games to some extent. Uh, but this is something that I know Activision was involved in, and they responded to it immediately because they, they wanted to make sure that it was clear that they are not doing this. But we'll see if they're doing it or not. Of course, we're talking about the fact that there was some news that came out that action that Activision patented a form of matchmaking to encourage players to buy more in-game content. Uh, apparently, this was something that they did. Uh, their uh, research and development team did back in 2015. And when this news got out, uh, Activision, of course, responded and said, no, we're not doing this. This is just a something we were trying out. It's not implemented at all. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this particular um, thing because uh, 
I know some people were very angry when they heard this news. I haven't heard too many positive people, too many people talk positively about it, but I'm just curious what you guys' thoughts are on this. Um, so, uh, Mr. Lugo, do you have any thoughts? Just as, you know, EA shutting down Visceral or just uh, microtransactions in general? Uh, well, yeah. I missed, I missed part of that because it broke up. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I um, Pretty much uh, talking about the whole Activision patent, the, the, the patent they did for the matchmaking to get try to get... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so the patent stuff is a little bit weird because I'm not fully informed on it because there's a little bit of like conflicting information that I've seen in a, in a bunch of different spots. And I've seen a few videos talk about it and such. I just think that microtransactions in general have a very dirty cognitation to it. Like it's just with, with a lot of the different games that have been getting microtransactions like uh, EA's Star Wars Battlefront, obviously Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and, and a bunch of other different games here and there, including stuff like Forza. It's just a very dirty word right now. It's the same thing like what Season Pass used to be a while back. It's the same stuff we've talked about whenever we've spoken on microtransactions within recent memory. Now, the idea of like something like that being associated with a patent like some sort of system that's obviously going to be, you know, implemented in some form, you know, for a company's benefit that just gives the perception, uh, uh, makes the perception a lot more worse. That, that's the only thing. So patents don't always go into effect. Like they're not always acted upon. Like companies take out patents all the time for different stuff. Like Nintendo has a number of patents that they just completely just wanted to hold on to the rights for or the, the intellectual property. And they never really act on it. It's just ideas that they just want to be the first to grab on it. Com- companies, not just gaming companies, but all companies do this all the time. You just have to go in there, fill out a bunch of documents, pay a certain amount of money. And then that's the patent that you have for going forward for like however many years, if you decide to act upon it, and then you renew it at some point later on. At least that's the basic bare bones of something like this. So, I just think that we just got to wait for more information. I feel like obviously more stuff will probably come out at some point, you know, as people look through it and people analyze it, and at least, you know, look at the landscape and the environment and stuff. But there's not really much to, to comment on now until something legit is kind of like implemented into the games that we see coming from Activision. Like if the next Call of Duty comes out and something like how they're planning out gets implemented into it or, or that the following Call of Duty game or any of their other big Activision games, then I think we have something to complain about. I agree. I agree. But yeah, very good points across the board. Um, so, so Gary, uh, I know that you are, without a doubt, the biggest Call of Duty fan in this room. How did this news make you feel? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely not the biggest <laughs> Call of Duty fan. But um, yeah, I, like, I kind of agree with uh, what JJ was saying. Um, and just because, you know, EA said that, you know, this pattern isn't actually active at the moment or anything like that like that doesn't mean they're not already using it and i feel like the stuff that's detailed in this pattern is stuff that's already being done in games anyway you know from activision and every other company that's you know publishing games with microtransactions there's various different ways they can design it to make you want to spend your money um, I know they, they do this on phones all the time, on phone games and stuff like that. So, um, I you know, just because they say that, you know, this is not active and uh, it wasn't approved or whatever it is they, they said, it doesn't mean that it's not being done. And just the fact that we have evidence that, you know, this is this is stuff that publishers are actually trying to do shows that, you know, um, gaming is in a very worrying state right now because... 
I do enjoy playing games online, but if publishers are going to manipulate them on this level to where they're trying to get you to spend more money than you've already spent, then that kind of puts me off of, you know, playing a lot of these popular online games and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. Some good thoughts. Uh, yeah, I agree with pretty much a, a lot that uh, both you and the Mr. Lugo said. Um, I, I I do believe that they that they do intend to use it if it's not already being used. And as you already said, it's pretty sure that it's being used to some degree in some other games. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I think they're probably a little surprised that, that news got out about that patent that they actually was working on this. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you have any thoughts, Dana? No, everything was already said. Right now, it just feels like it's a little too early. We'll wait and see what's what's really going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Ramis, uh, how about you? No, everything's been said. Um, it's kind of an underhanded move, really. Uh, and I think we spoke about it last week as well, microtransactions just getting out of hand, and this is kind of... It just kind of takes the piss, really, doesn't it? It's just more uh, sneaky ways to try and get people spending. It feels like as though, I mean, I'm reading it here, it says, you know, it matches players together and then it kind of forces one of them to, you know, be interested in buying higher grade weapons and whatever else. And that it just seems like it just kind of forces people that way that they deliberately match them to a level harder, per se, and then be like, ah, oh, look, you're going to die straight away. Unlike this guy next to you, maybe you should buy stuff like he's got or even better. And it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's cheeky. Very, very, like, cheeky of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we'll see uh, what the plan is for this type of stuff moving forward. I'll be very curious to see if uh, anything like this is going to pop up in uh, Overwatch. Then I'm pretty sure Gary will be outraged if uh, if, if that happens. Um, yeah. but let's hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blizzard has been pretty fair with the way that the, the microtransactions work in Overwatch because it's just all cosmetic stuff. So you would only buy it if you care that much, you know, to, to get all the skins and stuff like that. But... Um, Another thing I was going to say, like, because a lot of people are wondering why I didn't, why I didn't um, rush into Destiny 2 and everything, even though I celebrated the first game a lot on the show. Um, the reason is, is because I'm scared of Destiny 2 because of reasons like this, because the first game was great. I loved what it was doing. I loved what it was bringing to the console. But the thing is, it seemed like they started to... Um, try and tailor the game to milk your money because they brought out the expansions of course and at that point it felt like you know everything i'd already done in the game was redundant because if i didn't buy this expansion then you know i wouldn't be able to play with my friends i mean i could still play with them but it's just i wouldn't have access to some content and their guns would be far superior to mine and stuff like that so it was kind of urging you to to you know want to buy that expansion and I feel like with Destiny 2, they've kind of redesigned it to milk your money even more than the first game did. So that is it's stuff like that that really scares me from jumping into these online games nowadays, be just because I know the tactics that they're using to try and, you know, get your money. And I'm really against it because 
I feel like if you spend £40 or, you know, $60 on a game, you should be able to have a, a satisfying experience with that game for a very, very long time. Um, but these days, it's like you there's more expenses there if you want to be on par with everybody else who's playing the game. So that's the reason, you know, why I've kind of been avoiding a lot of like online games besides Overwatch lately. So, so that's a very interesting reason. Now I have to ask this question. Uh, I believe, uh, Mr. Lugo, you played more Destiny, Destiny Two than anybody in this room. Uh, do you think that you agree with that's what that's what they're doing in Destiny Two, or not? Testing. Oh, he's muted. Is he there? Uh, well, <laughs> probably have to come back to that. I mean, did anyone else get Destiny 2? I, I, the thing, I, I have Destiny 2, but I, I have not had a chance to really play that game. Like, you know, I know a couple people. I know Tony finished it already. I haven't had a chance to play through it because there's been other games I've either had to review or I just, I just I, I put my time into some other things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do still want to get the game on PC, especially because, you know, I've, I've told people that I'm going to play with them once I do get it. But it's just, you know, I didn't rush into it this time because I just wanted to kind of wait and see what the word is and everything. Because reasons like this is what's kind of, um, you know, making me hesitate towards buying these online games. Like even um, Battlegrounds, like I've been curious about that game for some time. And, you know, I've, I've thought about buying it and stuff. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm scared about these companies wanting to milk your money and stuff like that. Ah, uh, okay. I understand. Oh, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, it was a technical issue. Mr. Lugo was back. So did you hear the question, yeah, Mr. Re- Lugo? No, repeat it for me because Google froze on me for a second. Yeah, so I know, Gary, you basically said that the reason why you didn't get Destiny 2 is because you think Activision, they're moving their whole practice towards to try to, you know, get people to spend more money. Is that how you phrased it, to try to milk more money out of the customers? Who, me yeah, or, yeah. or Gary? Yeah, pretty much. Gary. That's pretty much what I was saying. It, like, that's why I haven't jumped into it because, you know, I just feel like they might have uh, redesigned that game to try and um, make you want to keep buying new content for it and stuff like that. Yeah, so I basically was asking, since you played the game more than most of us, Mr. Lugo, do you agree with what Gary is saying or do you, or you think that's no. not the case? Not necessarily, because I didn't feel like that with Destiny. I know that it's there and that there's stuff as far as like the, the Eververse like store, which has all the emotes, all the, the shaders and, and different types of like uh, aesthetic stuff that you would expect in, in like that type of like practice. But I never felt like it was forced upon me. And I don't think like necessarily that's what Activision is doing. Granted, let, let's be honest here. Activision has done some stuff that has been a little bit foul. Like, as, like for example, with the Call of Duty franchise, with some of their games being tied to other games. What, what, what was it? It was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare tied to Modern Warfare Remaster. So like there's different things that you could see Activision making moves to make a, a buck or two off more. Uh, from the, a lot of the fan base, but I never really got that with the microtransactions from them because microtransactions for me personally don't bother me that much unless they're thrown in my face. And I never got that with Destiny 2. I never got that, believe it or not, with Shadow of War, even though some people complained about it, that specifically, even though that's also not an Activision game, but like, you know, just for sake of example, 
I never got that from any of the Call of Duty games or anything of the sort. So in regards to Destiny 2, I think it was a tasteful way or at least the best way that they could have handled it because it is still there. And like you still get those uh, prismatic, uh, was it engrams? that you unlock after you hit level 20 and you start getting them, you start getting different aesthetic stuff. So you have to go to the Ever store at some point, but it's not like they're really kind of like forcing you just to go visit that. So I can't really kind of co-sign what, what Gary's saying there. Okay, so like when does the um the next expansion come out for that game? Did they For, for Destiny 2, uh, uh, they haven't given a date. I know that uh, a lot of the stuff that they're doing now has to do with the Crucible stuff with the Trials of the Nine, which is the next big thing that, that got pushed back, actually, because they wanted to have some time to really kind of like adjust things. So uh, a lot of that stuff is coming out in November, like sometime like early November. But as far as like the next like big expansion pack, there's no date for that. Okay, well, as long as they space that stuff out, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, it's okay. Uh, my main point it was just saying that, you know, that's the reason I don't jump into these games anymore because I know that this is a practice that, that goes on now. And, you know, I'm just worried that games like that will be designed to kind of milk your money. And with Destiny specifically, uh, where I started, well, where I stopped playing the first game was after the, uh, I believe it was the third expansion. Um, because, you know, I, I'd done so much grinding in that game. And then once that expansion hit, it was like all of that was basically void, you know, all the stuff I did before. And I had to kind of get it if I wanted to continue playing with my friends because it just didn't make sense not to. So it's stuff like that where, you know, I kind of don't want to jump into these online games anymore. I got you. I got you. Good points. And I'll give a shout out to Reggie Butler in the chat because he said, uh, you don't have to spend money in Destiny 2, though. It's not a pay to win type of game. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's my same sentiment. And I never got that in all the time that I played it since the very beginning before the game was released up till now that it's been out for some time. I've never felt that at all. Yeah, so see. So, so Gary, you'll definitely have to tell us what you think of Destiny 2 because I know you'll be getting it on PC this week. Um, you have to tell us next, next on the next show what you think about the game. If you think uh, the issue you mentioned is is a problem, but it, it might not be a problem. I, I know I I haven't really had the issue either. I just haven't had the time to really play through this that game because I had been caught up with so many other games. Yeah, um, I may not be getting it, you know, um, this week when it comes out on PC. Um, it uh-oh. might be a couple more weeks, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. So uh, I believe we said enough about Activision. Uh, they're not sending us any paychecks. So uh, they ain't really too much else to say about Activision. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our main topic for uh, today's show, which is a topic that everyone has already spoken on, uh, uh, spoken about. I did make an appearance on Throwdown this past Thursday and gave some information, my own thoughts on it. But obviously we're going to talk about Visceral. And the fact that EA has delivered a uh, a death grip to the studio, um, this role no longer, you know, pretty much Amy Henning's Star Wars project has been taken away from her, and now EA has moved that project over to another studio and decided to get rid of this role altogether. Now, obviously, when I heard this news, uh, I was very shocked to hear it in the very beginning because I thought that, you know, I saw the headline went out there. I was like. Wait, hold on. What's this all about? 
And I also thought that Amy Henning still had a job at EA, but apparently that statement, it, it says that it is up in the air. They're going to talk to her about her options. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on EA. I, I do have some things to say about EA, but I'm going to wait and let you guys speak first. So Dana, uh, as someone who is a Star Wars fan and was probably looking forward to this game, what did you think about this news regarding Visceral? I love how you add randomly add me to games. Um, <laughs> I'm actually disappointed because I like their their Star Wars games are not perfect, but I enjoy them for what they are. And so I was very disappointed by this. And you know, aside from you know Star Wars, EA is just just the sports thing. So for me, I was really you know excited, and for to have this taken away, I'm kind of in shock. I feel like you know, one of those people without a home right now. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know how long we have to wait for another game. I don't know what the what the plan is, but um, I think I'm still in, like, the mourning process, and I'm just stunned. Well, yeah, because one thing I probably should have mentioned, yeah, the, the um, Amy Henning, I believe it was, working, they were working on a, a linear story, I'm assuming single-player game. And all EA is doing now is taking that and turning it into a multiplayer, even though they did not say that. I get that that's what they are going to do is turn it into a multiplayer experience with microtransactions and everything else. Um, and, and originally, this is a game that was supposed to launch 2019 fiscal year. Now they said that timeline is to be determined. So I guess they'll announce it at another, you know. They can scrap it at this point. Like, um, like no offense to multiplayer things, but I don't really want to play that. I was really focused on the game that was supposed to come out in 2019. I like that. I like how the way it was going, and I like her. But now it just seems like you know it's going to be one of those last minute things where they probably throw together if they don't scrap it completely. So well, this is very unfortunate. Yes, yes, it is unfortunate. Um. But, you know, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to get some other thoughts on this. Uh, Mr. Lugo, now, what do you think about this situation as a whole? Uh, it kind of sucks. It, it, it came out at random a little bit for a lot of people. Uh, I know myself and I think everybody else, you know, at least most of us here and, and a lot of people listening to this podcast, uh, we're really excited about what Amy Henning was probably going to do with the Star Wars universe. And we saw some test footage or like, you know, concept footage that was littered here and there at random spots. And it looked like it was going to be an awesome idea. It was going to be about bounty hunters. It, there was some other talk that some of the aspects from 1313 were somehow going to be kind of like, you know, inspired by that game or at least whatever that game was supposed to be. Uh, it, it's a shame. What obviously really sucks is that all those people that are working for that studio are either not going to be in a job or not going to have a job or they're going to be transferred over to other projects all over the place that maybe aren't as exciting to work on as probably what they were doing because obviously star wars franchise star wars license that's a big deal to a lot of people uh as far as amy henning i'm really curious to see where she's going to go next i mean i i would love to have like a like be like a fly on the wall and just listen to the conversations that she has with other people about this transition or about stuff that's changing up now because already now that's twice that she's been working on like a big game or, or what was supposed to be a big game and things just kind of fell apart or at least uh, other circumstances came up where things just didn't happen. Remember that she was also writing Uncharted 4 for, for some time. And then now this one uh, with the, whatever this game was supposed to be. And, I, and I'm hoping that there's an Unseen 64 or any other kind of like 
uh, other like story that pops up in like Kotaku or somebody does a one-on-one where they talk about more of what this game was supposed to be. Because I, I thought like things were all good. We just didn't hear anything for like the longest time. And it just reinforces that statement. It's like when, when there's silence, you know, for an extended period of time on something this big as like a Star Wars game, you should get worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know there was another Star Wars game that was in development. Uh, I believe it's Star Wars 1313. Um, this is another game that got canceled a while back. So, of course, EA is not in, involved in this. I forget which studio was working on that game, but uh, just to know that this game got canceled because, yeah, Amy Henning, you know, I, of course, like you mentioned, the Uncharted 4, all the stuff that happened with that is unfortunate for her. Um, that's why I figured, you know, in Star Wars, you know, she had said when she had the opportunity to work on this, you know, she's a huge Star Wars fan. So this is why as a fan, you definitely wanted to see what she was going to do. So it's unfortunate that, um, this happened. Um, hopefully, uh, we will find out more as you said, but, uh, yeah, it just sucks to hear the news. Um, so, uh, Ramis, you have any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I think that Star Wars, was it 1414? Um, I think that was uh, LucasArts. 1313. 1313. 1313, sorry. Uh, I said the sequel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was by LucasArts, wasn't it? Until then they just got closed down. And then when EA bought like the rights to Star Wars, I believe, then the product so. just got cancelled. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I've I've just been reading up on it, and it's saying you know development on the Star Wars games have shifted to EA Worldwide Studios, and that's led by a team on from EA Vancouver that's already been working on it. So I know the, the game isn't dead, obviously, but um, yeah, the shift of the style of the game it's it's worrying. I'm. For some reason, right now, I'm I'm feeling like this is going to be worse than uh, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, it's that type of game where you're just jumping from planet to planet, doing the same thing over and over again. Or, you know, it's going to be advertised as this, you know, great Star Wars adventure game, but ultimately, it's just going to be repetitive and boring. Possibly, I don't know. But for Amy Hennig, it's it's. She's just having bad luck, isn't she? It's it's kind of pretty bad. But also, Jade Raymond was attached to this as well, I believe. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the the studio just closed down quite sudden as well. And it's just the classic EA way, you know. They buy all these great studios uh, with a bunch of really talented developers, and then the market shifts in their games. And it just makes people sigh and, you know, just look at EA and kind of a disappointment. And then the studio dies. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's just unfortunate. But here's hoping at least that a Star Wars game comes out that's not Battlefront. And it's at least somewhat enjoyable to play. I just want a good Star Wars game again. I miss Knights of the Old Republic and, you know, we. I think a lot of people are just hoping for something other than Battlefront. I agree. Um, and one thing I will say before I give the floor to Gary, 
Uh, even with the Star Wars Battlefront 2 game, I know that they had a story trailer that came out this week. That 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 that, that looks great to me. Um, so I, I hope I'm hopeful that that's actually going to turn out good, which I think it is. But uh, as for the future of these types of games, uh, and this game in particular, I I don't know what to expect. If it is the multiplayer, uh, you know, multiplayer only type of experience, you know, it could be disappointing. I mean, I, I don't really know what their plan is. I know they said that they they don't intend to get rid of any of the assets that they've already been working on. But obviously, you know, I don't know what the plan is if they're if it's not going to be a single player story attached to it at all. Um, so. I guess we have to wait and see. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, it probably will be a uh, another EA conference where they have a whole bunch of people talking about concepts of this is what we're working on, and then you don't see no footage, nothing, until, you know, later. But I don't know. Um, Gary, what are your thoughts on this particular topic? Yeah, I, I really feel bad for Amy Hennig because, um, you know, first Naughty Dog and now this didn't work out. Uh, I feel like she should seek work at Kojima Productions or something because, you know, she might uh, find things good there. But uh, as for the Star Wars game, I am worried and I was actually looking forward to seeing what Amy Henning and uh, Jade Raymond were going to come up with because uh, they're two people who are really good at story-based games. You know, uh, Jade Raymond has assisted in Assassin's Creed and you know, Amy Henning for Uncharted. So that mixture of talent, like, would, would have probably came up with something great in terms of, uh, you know, a story-based Star Wars game. Um, from the description that I read with what EA plans to do next, it seems like they might kind of shift it more to, like, a co-op style of game because it definitely wouldn't make sense if it was, you know, strictly just, like, an online battle, um, you know, kind of a game because they already have battlefront so um doing the same type of game wouldn't make sense so i'm I'm hoping that it's going to be more of a co-op based game that where like they keep adding content to it you know maybe different expansions or events in the game or something like that um that would make sense and uh, i'm sure they'll have microtransactions in there too but uh, as long as they kind of maintain some element of storytelling in there, um, it should be good. I mean, I know they have a story in Battlefront as well, but um, for me personally, I'm I'm not as excited for that one just because it's you know the first person style and everything, and it's st- it still seems kind of focused around the you know the online battle arena element of the game. But you know, if this is like a third person story based game where it's like co-op action kind of thing that could be okay i guess but i'm still kind of upset that they've kind of you know disbanded the team at visceral because uh i just like i don't i don't understand why they would even do that or you know what even happened um for for this to be um what ea decides to do and everything like it just makes no sense um, I, I feel like something must have gone on behind the scenes for for them to just want to disband the team and move move it move the studio and everything like that. And like Ram said, it does seem like it could turn out a lot like you know what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda and stuff like that. Uh, I just hope that it's you know a, a better quality title than that game because Star Wars is you know it's a big franchise and people expect things from it so. 
EA has to be able to deliver and satisfy the audience because you know when you're when you're making games with a brand like Star Wars, like you you have to uphold that level of quality. I think. And um, I mean, for me personally, I just want to see a game like KOTOR again, but it seems like we're not going to get that in this day and age. So as long as whatever they do come up with is, you know, of some quality and it's fun, it's it's exciting and it's something you can, it's an experience you can share with your friends, then uh, I guess that will be satisfying. But I do want to say one thing about EA. They are, they are studio killers, in my opinion, because... You know, uh, what was the the burnout team called again that they had? Uh, Criterion, I think. Yeah, Criterion. They had, yeah, they had those guys. Um, Bioware, uh, they like the the stuff Bioware is putting out now isn't at the same level of quality as the stuff they were putting out ten years ago and beyond. You know, so I feel like they really changed um, the dynamics at Bioware, and that's a shame. Um, but with Bioware, they even used to have great forums. Like they had a great forum community online, but EA just kind of got in the way and changed everything. But they used to have a forum where you could actually like talk to the writers and the developers. They would answer questions and stuff like that. But once they got bought by EA, just everything changed. Like, and you know, it shows in the games as well. Um, and it's a shame when stuff like that happens. And you know, now Visceral is the, the latest victim. And it's always sad to hear that, you know, studios shutting down and people might be losing their jobs and stuff like that. So um EA, I don't know, I don't know what it is about them. They were voted the the world's worst company or whatever it was a few years ago. So, you know, maybe that's still true. Who knows? Further proof that EA is a studio killer. If you go on Google and type EA shuts down, the top five results I get are EA shuts down Visceral, Bioware, Maxis, Servers, Sims. So, you know, <laughs> they like to shut things down a lot. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Wow. All right, so I, I just have one quick question that I want to ask before we move on. Um, and this is something that I think a lot of people, I have seen that this narrative has now been started ever since this news came out. I want to ask you guys your personal opinion. What do you think this means for single-player games moving forward compared to multiplayer games? Because I've seen a lot of studios, a lot of developers come out with statements saying, well, they disagree. They still feel single-player games are compelling. And then I've seen others conflict and say, well, no, multiplayer games are more profitable. So it, maybe single-player games do need to go away. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because even though EA, EA didn't come out and say we're going to make this game multiplayer, I think everyone knows it's what they're going to do now. Um, so do you guys have any thoughts on that particular topic? If you think single-player games are in trouble or do you just think that that doesn't really matter? Everything will still continue as is. We'll, we'll have single-player and multiplayer experiences um, now, out there. Now, do you mean that in general, or do you mean just from them specifically? Well, I, I mean in general, in, in terms of the whole industry. Oh, no, then then obviously, like, single-player games aren't going nowhere. I mean, there's plenty of great single-player experiences, and there's still an emphasis on having single-player experiences besides multiplayer experiences. And I think that comes from a number of different reasons. Number one, there's the whole online infrastructure thing, especially with us here in the United States, where people 
not just the perception of it, but there are legit problems with just having a game that's just solely online. Now, granted, let's be honest, there are exceptions to this because obviously MMOs, obviously games like Overwatch, games like PUBG, uh, League of Legends, etc. There are those exceptions out there. But as far as like the heavy emphasis just going towards multiplayer experiences, perfect example contrary to that, Star Wars Battlefront 2. The original Star Wars Battlefront, what was the one thing everybody complained about when that game came out, myself included in the review? That there was no single-player campaign. That there was no core single-player experience. So that's never going to go away. Very good point. Yep, I agree. Uh, You have any thoughts, uh, Ramis? I just think single-player, you can't force that away from people. I mean, you had this year Horizon Dawn. um, Well, Horizon, sorry. yeah, and that, that game was just great. I mean, to me, so far, that's been my game of the year. And it's just good storytelling, and you it's you and the character. And you need to get away, obviously, from the multiplayer thing, which honestly feels a lot more forced upon us <laughs> and gamers in general. And, um, yeah, you can't rid single-player games. You really can't it's because you you just need that experience, and you can't forever in your life playing multiplayer games, especially online and especially with the microtransaction stuff that's now leaded in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this would kill off single-player games at all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I actually prefer single-player games. I know Wolfenstein that's coming out next week. I'm looking forward to that. No, that game has no multiplayer in it. I'm totally fine with that. I love the last game. I love this one too. So, yeah, I agree. You can't get rid of that stuff. Uh, Dana, any thoughts? Yeah, um, both can live in the same universe. We can have multiplayer and single-player games, and everyone can be happy. I don't see this being the downfall of, of single-player games at all in general. I know plenty of people who play single player, and I know plenty of people who play multiplayer, and everyone's equally happy. There are different things for different for everyone, so I don't I don't understand why that would even be an issue. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Victor in the chat. He said, "Experiences are what's important. Great new experiences are what is needed." Very well said. Yeah, we always need different experiences. Keep things fresh. So I agree with that 100%. Um, how about you, Gary? Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm actually going to read out, you know, um, a statement that Mr. Max Moller left for us, you know, Uh-oh. regarding this um, this topic. So he said, um, I don't think that EA shutting down Star Wars has anything to do with the fate of single-player games. That game would have sold incredibly well, assuming it was good, of course. But the hype was there. They did it simply because they're a company after maximum profits and have no regard for games as an experience. Single-player games still do well, as as shown earlier this year. Uh, they want the possibility of unlimited profit through microtransactions, not the basic $60 purchase. So I, I completely echo what Max had to say. And, you know, um, some of the best games I've played this year are single-player experiences, you know, near Automata, Persona 5, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Yakuza Zero, you know, the list goes on. Um, so, yeah, 
single player games can't go away because people love narratives and they kind of need those narratives, you know. Um, so they can't go away. But I do feel like the big publishers like EA, Activision, Ubisoft, they are going to, you know, put a strong focus on these big online games that they can milk for, you know, for a year or whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, the single player experiences can't go away. You're still going to have your Assassin's Creeds uh, and, you know, things of that nature. So That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome statement by Max as well. Yes. Excellent. Well, hey, I think that that pretty much is it. That's the only thing I had to say on that topic. Uh, Gary, I believe you had one last thing you wanted to bring up before we uh, get ready to close out the show. Yep. So, you know, it seems like lately there's a lot of these uh, kind of sensitive issues going on. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, NeoGAF has been down for the past 24 hours. And this is because uh, news came out that, you know, the owner has sexually abused people, you know, in the past. I don't know the full details of this. You know, this is just stuff that um, I've been, you know, hearing people say on whether on Twitter or on Discord or, you know, wherever it is, I've, I've been seeing this topic pop up. So I, I thought, you know, this is something we should address because I know people out there probably want us to address it. Um, now, as for NeoGAF, you know, I used to go there just, it's a place where I used to go to just to see the level of, you know, the comments um, because people are so cynical on that forum. Um, so sometimes it's a laugh just reading through the comments when, some big news happens in the industry and stuff like that. Just, you know, I find people on there to be funny, but it's a big site for people. People actually get their news from NeoGAF sometimes. And it's, you know, it's been like a, um, a very kind of, uh, I wouldn't say celebrated, but it's like an infamous spot online for people who enjoy video games and follow the industry and stuff like that. So it is, crazy that you know the site is just gone at the moment and it's sad that you know this uh sexual harassment thing is something that seems seems to be going around a lot and it it happens in you know every industry no matter what it is so it's you know it's sad when things of this nature occur but i wanted to get some thoughts from you guys on this uh jj i know you probably have some things to say on this yeah um I think a lot of this, the the problem is, is that, because this is such a hard thing to really comment on because there's a lot of emotions and a lot of a lot of sensitivities surrounding it. Let's just get the obvious out the way. Sexual harassment or anything remotely like it or sexual assault, totally wrong. Shouldn't do it. Should be called out. Should be shamed, especially when you've been done wrong like that. There's been a lot of people who've been coming out lately on Twitter uh, not just because of the Harvey Weinstein situation that's been going on in the news for like the last like week or so now, but people that we know in the industry that have been dealing with stuff like that, that we, that we've, you know, come across at places like E3 here and there, or have come across at other events, you know, known through YouTube and stuff. Some friends of mine that I've known personally that have dealt with that. And it, it, it really sucks because there are some really scummy people out there that not only take advantage of privilege, but also take advantage of trust towards other people and they think or have the mentality or at least get the the mindset and the perspective that once they start winning in certain aspects of life whether it's success with wealth success through notoriety and fame and all this different stuff that they can immediately pull from other 
people or at least influence other people in really selfish and naive ways. And I think it's really fucked up. And I think a lot of people now, including the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, the guy who ran NeoGAF, uh, was it for a long time, or even the guy that ran, uh, what is it? Screen, uh, screen media or not screen media. Um, the guys who do, uh, was it the screen junkies not so long ago that, that had a big thing that everybody came out and it was a huge, huge deal. Uh, those are people that have done that for long periods of time that, that uh, again, it's not just limited to the gaming industry. It's not just limited to, to, to entertainment. It's in all sites, uh, parts of industry or all types of businesses that are out there that they've gone away with stuff for a long time. And it's only now where people are able to not only gather the courage to come out and speak, but also to uh, uh, call people out like that, or at least go and talk to somebody. So that way somebody else could at least, you know, speak up for them or at least help them in speaking up. So that way people that have taken advantage of others for such a long period of time can't get away with shit like that. And I think it's more, it's long past due that people like that had karma coming right back at them. And I think it sucks for, for a lot of the victims and the people that get pressure when they finally come out and start talking about this, that they get a lot of vitriol thrown at them on social media. That's never, that's never cool. I, I can't even imagine uh, being someone that was sexually harassed by a, uh, like a boss or somebody and you had to kind of keep quiet dealing with your career and, and thinking about all the other stresses you have to deal with on top of that bullshit. And then when you're finally able to do so and talk about all this stuff, since it's the hot topic of, of discussion now, that people are just being real shitty towards you. That's not a good feeling. And I, I can only imagine how terrible that's got to feel for a lot of people. So sexual harassment sucks. Uh, if you see some shit like that go down, step up and actually say something about it. Step up and actually help another person. Or if you've been through that, or if you've had been the victim of something like that, talk to somebody, speak up. You know, it, that not everybody is going to be on the opposing side of you. There, there are a lot of other people out there that'll help you out. There are a lot of other people that'll stand beside you and help you out through those tough times and such. But again, it's an ongoing issue. So that's just my thoughts on the matter. Very, very well said. Does anyone else have any other thoughts? Um, how about you, Dana? Any thoughts? Mm. Um, well, um, my only surprise is that it the the level of um, support that has been coming out behind this whole situation, and that um, you know they shut they they said that what happened was was the the moderators were leaving and quitting and in a sign of protest because of, you know, these allegations. So congratulations and kudos to them. And again, it's a very horrible situation to go through. I'm just, you know, very happy that it finally came out. I'm wondering what took so long. Um, there are a lot of things that you see in this industry and, you know, in, in, in the entertainment industry as well that, you know, I've, I've been seeing. So this is, about time that stuff is actually being done. Um, I was kind of a little thrown off about them completely shutting down the whole website, but now knowing that it was in a, in a like a sign of protest and a sign of you know solidarity with the victims, I'm all for it. So, yeah, it's a very touchy situation, but um, we'll see what ends up happening from it. Absolutely, uh, Ramis. Any thoughts? Um, no, not really. I mean, I'm I'm in all agreements with what everyone else is saying here. It just seems to be, you know, abuse of power that's been going on for so many years in various industries. It's finally just catching up to them, really. And, you know, kudos to the people, like, speaking out. I mean, it's unfortunate that it's taken a long time to do it, but, you know, it has to start somewhere. And when one person has spoken out of their experiences in one industry, it's 
definitely going to give confidence for another person to speak out in their own situations in it and their own their industries as well so um yeah you know the more that this gets shut down the better really and shut down as in the people that are doing the allegations get caught so yeah you know it's it's same old same like what everyone else is saying absolutely no i agree I like I said I, I can't I can't I can't say I, I agree with everything that was said I can't say anything better than what Mr Lugo has already said what Dana has said in in uh, Gary so um, yeah it's uh, unfortunate circumstances but uh, glad that there a stand is being taken against them um, so we'll see what what happens but yeah sexual harassment. I have a question I have a, I have a question for all of you guys you know off of this it's like do you think that gaff is coming back. Because if, if so many people are quitting like that and protests and people don't want to be involved in it, you think somebody else will pick up that guy's job and Gaff will be brought back up? Yeah, that's absolutely. what I was going to ask too. Uh, well, like, absolutely. I feel that absolutely. I just, you know, they will release a statement saying that, you know, they've gotten rid of the guy or they haven't found anything. But there is always someone to go and run that site. Absolutely. I yeah, uh, I think uh, it would be a good idea for like the the mods to just band together and make something new from it. Like I think that would be cool to see. Yeah, I was just about to say that also. Uh, come back as a different name under a different name, perhaps. Um, just to completely that will give a sign that this is a new beginning, rather than to still be the name still be associated with what actually happened. I think it would be a good idea for them to come back as something different. But yeah, that's how about you, Ramis? Um, yeah, I mean, someone will definitely pick it up, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's not going to be the end of the site. Or obviously, they can go by a different name. Um, yeah, it, it's one person cannot destroy a whole brand. Like, albeit it is the owner, um, it just makes it awkward. But there's always an opportunity to start fresh, um, same audience, safe audience, and um, a new owner and everything like that. So, yeah, no, it's, it can be picked up definitely with a better management, better leadership. Absolutely. No, I agree. Yes, great, great questions. Great questions, great responses all across the board. Um, so I did want to ask the question if there's uh, anyone else had anything, anything else that they wanted to speak on before we wrap up the show. Uh, just bouncing off of that, Mark said that um, a lot of the members have left to Twitter, Discord, and Giant Bomb's forums. So um, I guess Giant Bomb would be a cool place to, to go to because they have a, a, a great community as it is. So um yeah if a lot of people have migrated to giant bomb that's pretty cool less toxic i'll tell you that you know in all those places i like granted twitter and all those other spots but but as far as i compared to neogaf i mean that, that's much better spots for all those people to go to and probably much better spend uh time over there yeah that's true good points but that's pretty much it for me yeah. interesting well Hey, I think that uh, pretty much concludes 
our show for this week. Um, definitely want to allow you guys to give your final shout outs. We, we definitely thank Rams for having for, for jumping on the show once again. Always welcome. And we definitely need to get uh, our other colleague, Mr. Carl Daniel, on the show because I know he is listening to this show right now. Um, so that needs to happen in the future. But uh, any final shout outs that you want to, you guys want to give? Uh, how about you go first, uh, Dana? Just a shout out to all the listeners, everyone in the chat. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the continued support. Um, Mr. Lugo, any final shout outs, announcements, so on and so forth? Yeah, uh, a couple things to talk about. First, big shout out to everybody in the chat. We appreciate you guys watching the live show. We appreciate you guys showing support for all the podcasts every single week and all the other discussions we do on the YouTube channel, on the website, etc. Shout out to the patrons. We continuously uh, appreciate all of your patronage, all your guys' support over there. Hopefully, you guys have been enjoying all the content and all the stuff that we've been putting out constantly. Uh, a, a big announcement that I can announce that we were talking about earlier is that I actually got invited to be a guest speaker at Miami Day College next Friday uh, on the 27th. I'm going to be over at Miami Day College uh, Wolfston campus. I'm going to be going to the Make Games Miami meetup that they do monthly, and they have me as a guest speaker there to talk about the games media, to talk about being part of games media, to talk about reviews, talk about uh, the interaction and the, and the relationship between game devs and publishers and media and all that type of stuff. So if you're over there at Miami Day College, if you're there as a student in game design, or if you just love video games, you just want to come hang out and check out the discussion, just hang out with everybody there, feel free to do so. Uh, it's already got announced as of yesterday, and I'm excited. It's going to be pretty damn cool because I'm going to speak at a college. Uh, that's the first time I'm doing something. It's a little bit different than going to an, uh, a convention or an event and speaking like on a panel. So th this is going to be very cool, but that's what I got going down very soon. So hopefully I get to see some of you guys if you're in the area there. Absolutely. Definitely an awesome opportunity. Congrats on that. And uh, yeah, if you're in the area, make sure you stop by. Um, Ramis, any final shout outs from you? Uh, just to say thanks to you guys for having me on the show again. Um, it's been fun. Good conversation. Um, we'll be listening in future. Ah, I've been listening in always, but definitely we'll try and make myself available for live shows. And uh, yeah, well, thank you again. I'm going to shamelessly plug myself again from last week to this week. I'm doing the whole Inktober thing. I'm doing the last 10 days. I posted up my day 22, 21, 22, sorry, um, earlier in the day. And um, yeah, that's at Designed by Rams on Instagram. At least you can just follow and check out all the drawings there. And I might be doing something personally, uh, maybe sell them in order to donate to their charity afterwards. Uh, see what happens. But yeah. Great talking to you all. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Definitely check out Ram's work because it's pretty awesome, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to once again give a shout-out to all the listeners. Thank you for their continued support. Uh, we will definitely be back next week to talk about, uh, well, all of the new topics plus, you know, all, all those three major games coming out on Friday. We'll have a lot to say about that next week. But, uh, Gary, uh, the floor is now yours for your uh, final shout-outs. Yep. So, of course, a big shout-out to all of our Patreon supporters. That's M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, 
Lalawin Leslie, Nicholas Alvarez, Miguel, and Mark. So shouts to all you guys for your support. And shouts to everyone who joined us in the, the chat today. Um, I saw Miguel, Mark in there. Reggie was in there. What's up, Reggie? And um, of course, Victor. Victor hasn't been around for a while, so good to see him again. But yeah, uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for interacting with us and everything. Shouts to Ramiz for joining us again. And a big shouts to Carl, who is also here chilling. You know, he wrote some some classic articles for us on the site. So definitely want to shout him out too. But um, that's pretty much it. Sounds good. Yes. So thank you all once again for your continued support, for checking out the show. And we'll talk to you all next week.